There's a hundred or more episodes of this kid's show. It's somebody's job to recap it. But the obvious problem for our group of co-hosts is going on too many tangents. Like maybe watching TikToks and Cord Dog Yummy Yummy or finding all our superpowers. Mentioning the times that Candace can test lit or playing a game for an hour. Giving nosy points, going to Twitter jail or laying some kind of egg. Reading and studying, running like Naruto or Vent and Fake when a pig. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, Pod, is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, Pod, is gonna have some fun. Mom! Felipe, Will, and Navi are making a podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing, your favorite Phineas and Ferb Rewatch podcast. Let me introduce myself. I am someone that would love a duplicate tenator. I don't know if I said it right. I would love to have eight friends all the time of myself. It is Felipe, and I'm not alone. I am joined by someone who is always on a wild goose chase looking for Gary the Gander. It's Davis, comma, Will. Yo, love a good goose. Love a good gander. Yes. Did you, uh, do you love a good Gary? Uh, yeah, yeah. Love, love yeah. a good goose. Love a good gander. Love a good Gary. Yes. Gary Oldman is a good Gary. Uh, Gary the Snail Gary is the a snail. good Gary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, Will, we are not by ourselves. As always, we are joined by our favorite, um, our favorite parade enthusiast navi uh just kidding navi hates parades she would much rather be inside reading a book navi how are you doing yeah i'm uh, famously a parade hater so i'm very offended right now <laughs> you're very offended by me or by this episode uh but you're saying that i'm a parade enthusiast what part of me says that i am a parade enthusiast um i don't know well, there was this one time for work, we had to do like a float for the Santa Claus parade. Um, and so I had to go out and hand out a bunch of candies to some little twerps. And it was the worst way to spend an afternoon. One of my earliest experiences with broadcast journalism was the Macy's Day Parade. And Navi, as a broadcast journalist, maybe I was just like, maybe Navi's dream is to be a reporter on the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> A very small hope of mine when I said that out loud, but also let's just establish the fact that I did not really think of an intro joke coming into it. Like most weeks, I usually just wing it and we see how that ha- comes across on the podcast. I was going to, I was going to ask if y'all had any, any parade experience in, in your days, what any, any fond or unfond parade memories. I mean, Navi just said that she hates parades. So unless she has anything else to air, mm-hmm. I can, uh, I have probably of the three of us been uh, in the most parades. Well, been in the most parades and also have the the singular worst parade experience. Ooh. Um it's it's not a great story. I don't know. I shouldn't have brought this up. Uh, well, you, you have to tell us now. No, it's it's not funny. It's actually sad. And if you look up the story, it uses the word tragedy. Uh, if you if you Google search like uh osu homecoming 2015 uh i was in a parade 
that about an hour after I got to a certain intersection, there was a, a car that uh, broke through a police barricade and, and ran into the parade. And, uh, well, this is a chipper podcast. It was, it was Wednesday. It, yeah, it's not great. You can you can cut that out if you want. No, um, but because uh, I don't know if I want to. Just because. Yeah, it's... it was a very, very very sad time. Uh, four people passed away in. Yeah. This, uh, I have no way to transition car crash. easily from that. But I was in a lot talk... of good parades though. Um, uh, you know, playing playing the trombone in in uh, the marching band. So I. I Okay. I was. We were one of those bands that did a, or I guess our our college marching band did the the Magic Kingdom parade one year. Uh, I hope you didn't appropriate it when you did it. No, we did not. Yeah. Um, unless cowboy culture is appropriatable, uh, um, we did we did wear well. If you're cowboy talking about hat. cowboy from Survivor, maybe his culture is appropriatable, but not cowboys like as like a yeehaw. Right. We were very much the the yeehaw kind of cowboys. Yeah. Um, I, I did have something to ask William. Uh, have you seen Sex yeah. Education? First things first. Yes. Okay. First things first, I'm do, the realist. But do did anyone ever call you a tromboner? Um that a real only, insult. Only in all the time. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like after so I started band in sixth grade, and I feel like after about ninth grade, people stopped. It yeah. it, it, it stopped getting funny. But maybe it's come around. Maybe tromboner is fine. You heard it here first. William plays with tromboners. Sure. Yeah. I own four of them. Oh, wow. That's a little complicated. Four trombones? I only have what the one clarinet I've had since uh, middle school. I have uh, an inside trombone and an outside trombone and a plastic trombone and a trombone that used to be my grandpa's. I guess you could call that an old trombone. Mm. You need to take because we were we started. Never mind. I'm just gonna transition here. Um, I have never been in a parade. I never went to the Memorial Day parades or any of the like President's Day parades. That's a, I think a Boston holiday or a New England holiday. President's Day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it exists elsewhere. I've never celebrated it. What what? It's like there's a holiday around that time that like is a big deal in Boston. But like no one else cares for my probably that sounds about it's, right. It's the one in April because I feel like it's when uh, Paul Revere came trotting down the streets mm. of Boston on his horse, being like the British I are coming. Pre- I think President's Day is in February. What's the one? What the what's the one in April here? Uh, I don't know. April Arbor Day. Um, Massachusetts. Um, anyways, uh, but yes, also in uh, the movie Rio. You might have noticed the Carnival Parade, and those look lit. I have never been to Carnival. Um, Patriots Day, sorry. That's the one, not President's Day. Patriots Day, which is when the Boston Marathon is run, and that's why there's that movie about that. Uh, okay, yeah, I've, I've never heard of Patriots Day. Yeah. See, Will... See, Other than that that movie with yeah. Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger. We're just Ledger sharing tragedies, right? Eighth grade. But, um, but anyways, uh, if you ever watch the movie Rio, uh, there's a carnival parade, and that is very much what I want to go to one day. And that little dog uh, is told, yells at the, the, the birds to shake their ass. There you go. In Portuguese, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then there's also the Disney parades, which we could talk about, but um, that's besides the point. I had something else to add in the pre- Yes, I remember. Before we get to the recap, Shall we talk about our survivor draft? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nah, we got to do it. We got to do a better job of writing this down next time so we don't have to go back and re listen to the episode. I listened to what, like 10 minutes of a podcast? It's fine. That's fair. Um, I remember Will said that his close friend Tori uh, Meehan was on this season uh, and took her first, um, saying that they share five mutuals. That is uh, everything you said is true. Yes. Uh, Navi, uh, how do we punish you this time? Because Twitter banishment jumped ahead and banished and punished you last time for picking Erica, but you, I believe, had Marianne. Yeah, well, I think that the fact that I live in Winnipeg and have some very zany co-workers that just drain the ever-loving uh, energy out of me. The I maple think syrup. The maple syrup, yes. Um, I think that uh, the, the, I should not be, I think I've been yeah. punished enough. <laughs> Navi is like a self-loathing Canadian because she's always picking the Canadians and it's always burning her. Well, I, yeah, I was just trying to go for all the young people because young people generally don't do well in this game. And then, of course, Marianne mm-hmm. had to come in and win. And I'm happy that Marianne won, but it fucked with my strategy. So, yeah, well, I was the, the, I was playing with fire and had four of the top six on my team. Yeah. And I was doing so well in the beginning, too, like pretty much everyone else in my draft went out pre-merge, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because you... I, I was doing pretty well also because at a certain point I was like only worried about Romeo on my draft like pretty early on, especially once mm-hmm. Jenny left. But then I was like, oh no, Romeo could win. Romeo's getting a good edit. And then it all kind of disappeared in the post version. I was like, okay, I have Jonathan and Romeo. I feel like I won. I, I, had, I had Jonathan. You I had, had Jonathan. Not from what you texted. Oh, I definitely had Jonathan. Oh, wait, I had Jackson. I had... You had Jackson, Romeo, Lydia, Jenny, Roxroy, and Hi. Uh, switch Roxroy and Jonathan. You had Roxroy. I, there's no way I picked Roxroy with my second pick. You, you said sure? I, picked, I picked Tori first, and I picked Jonathan with the sixth pick. I have no recollection of picking Roxroy, and I edited this I'm just reading what I'm just reading what you texted. No, I believe it. Wait, it's so right here. Roxroy I'm holding was... it up to the screen. Maybe you might be right. Honestly, I have no recollection of this. For whatever this reason, isn't, this isn't me being right. This is you from from uh, Monday, May thirty. <laughs> whatever, I believe you. Regardless, we both won. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Either way, I was like only stressed about Romeo and Romeo. Right, right. Like I had no chance. I stressed myself for no reason, apparently, which is not uncommon. Yeah, I had I had Jonathan, Lindsay, Mike, and Omer, uh, which was a little bit. A little bit worried, or it would have been worrisome toward the end if I had known who was on my team until afterwards. I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot. Ironically, I could have taken Chanel and left you with high, and you would have had five of the final eight. Yeah. But, but I was uh, like, yeah. no, let me let me de-stress William a little bit and leave him with Chanel yeah. instead of yeah. Anyways, we're here to talk about Phineas and Ferb. Uh, we're just three vegetable samosas going on many tangents. Uh, we're talking about Hip Hip Parade, and what was the first one? Undercover Carl. Undercover Carl. He is the intern. Um, yeah. Any recollection of these episodes? Um, yeah, I actually do remember the parade one. Um, I didn't think I did, but, but I, I, I do now. Uh, no, I, I remember the vegetable samosa bit. I remember them dressing as okay, vegetable samosas question. before I even knew what a samosa was. 
did you remember it because you watched this episode four times and now they're all blending together or um no no i the first time i watched it like a month ago when we tried to record this episode and you know there's there's been a lot of peek behind the curtain we've been busy and sick and a combination of that between all of us so it's been a while since we've yeah we've talked about the show so i i have watched this, this like, episode now four times in the last month uh and i know i, I know the first time i watched it uh i did remember it because of the the vegetable samosa bit and the the uh and adjacent i asked you this last bit. night or whenever i texted you how does how do they know they're vegetable samosas like you don't know what's inside the samosa yeah that's that's true um especially because but like a vegetable samosa is usually the default samosa like you can just yeah. say samosa. yeah like, you don't have to specify yeah. that vegetable one is it just so some of the characters can say vegetable i guess Rolls maybe i don't this this episode i don't want to get, get too far ahead uh this episode was like teetering on on that busted line for a second um uh, like it 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 very well oh could, you mean with the white boy some... when buford was like go do an indian accent yeah and it, something it, else and it, i was it, like thank god it almost fell into some some uh also, like yeah. the whole like uh by state area stuff, I was like, wait, is this like? Because I was watching, I was like, oh, so are they celebrating uh, colonization right now and like colonialism? And mm, I was like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. And then it was like they kind of went in a different directions so or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. quick Phineas and Ferb news before we actually dive into the episode. Uh, uh, it was recently June third. The first day of summer, according to Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb. But on that day, Dan Povenmire released his new show. Uh, Hamster and Gretel. Yes. So congratulations to Daddy Doof and all his accomplishments. Yeah. Um, he doesn't oh. need three, three, the three of us to uh, celebrate him when he got stacks on cash that we don't have. But mm-hmm. congrats from us anyways. Do we want to get into uh, Undercover Carl? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So Undercover Carl, uh, I ended up taking notes just as the episode was airing because it all kind of intersects. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just be covering everything all at once and we'll see how that goes. Okay. So the episode starts off with Phineas and Ferb thinking about divine gravity, but Candace is skeptical. I'm not going to um, lie. When I heard that line, I was like, should I just take this clip and then put Indina Menzel? I think mm-hmm. I'll try... And then Phineas, define gravity. <laughs> That's how my stupid brain works. Anyways, now we continue. Yes, and they also are asking where Perry is, and Candace is like, he's right there, which I thought was really funny. Uh, meanwhile, at the lair, Carl gets his evaluation, and while he gets a gold star for being studious and hygienic, he gets a sad face for her <laughs> initiative, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And then Major Monogram gives him 24 hours to show initiative before he has to file away this uh, paperwork. Um, I really like this scene quite a bit. Like anything with Carl and Major Monogram is always fun in my opinion. I was, I was like, okay, I could probably clock that Navi loves this episode because she's a big Carl head. <laughs> oh yeah, I, not to like get ahead of ourselves, but I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, so Phineas is sending Ferb's blueprints for their anti-gravity fun launcher to their website so that Baljeet can check it. And then Baljeet says it is 97% sound and then fixes it. And he also makes a math joke that just totally gets stonewalled by Phineas and Ferb. 
Uh, does that ever happen to you, Will? Making a math joke that gets stonewalled? Um, yeah. I, uh, my present company. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say Will probably makes a couple of jokes here, like uh, purple uh, the the purple drink episode where we talked about that, and he made a reference that I was like, "What are you talking about?" Will's gotten stonewalled by me because I'm just so dumb sometimes. No, my my favorite math joke uh, does not even always get a laugh from other math people. Well, now um, we got to hear it. You're not going to understand it, I promise. I still want to hear it, though. There yeah. might be someone Honestly, in the audience that appreciates it. I, I will say this sentence, and you won't even register that it's a joke. Okay. So the, the quote-unquote joke is there is exactly one group up to homomorphism. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, homo, pride month, it all coincides. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's my favorite math joke. Uh please let me know if if you also think that joke's mine is one plus one equals window, because I'm stupid. <laughs> Do you get it? Was it uh <laughs> uh uh Fairly Odd Parents, where they did the whole two plus two equals fish thing. No, it's literally one, and then you put the plus sign, and then one, and then equals equals a window. There you go. It's a very visual joke. There you have it, folks. But it cracks me up. <laughs> uh, there's some there's some other great jokes. Uh, what is uh, what's purple in commutes? That's an abelian grape um oh, and uh what is yellow and equivalent to the axiom of choice and that is BJ of course zorn's lemon okay um, I was close. no one no one else wants to hear my math jokes we should keep talking about this show all right <laughs> uh back to do you feel so we'll do a whole like brazilian sports? dragon podcast will tells max jokes too um maybe i'll get my dad on that podcast it's like it's like, it's like one of those uh uh i was gonna say like a torture podcast like solitary Listen, you it's send like, me the I, I'm jokes, gonna, I'm and gonna... I'll send them to my dad, and maybe my dad will appreciate it. Well, it's like, I, I keep telling math jokes, uh, and you just try and uh, survive it as long as you can. Whenever you quit the podcast, because they're not funny, then uh, you quit the podcast. Well, maybe that's a good uh, EATB episode, if you're really running or out a, of ideas. To be honest, probably a bad one. <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay. Our new challenge for you, now that you're completing our last EATV challenge that we, we put out there for you uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, your next one is to try to make a math podcast fun. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, can, I, can, I could probably do that. Okay. So. Um, anyways, now we continue with your summary. Yeah, so we're over at Doof and Schwartz Evil Incorporated, and Doof is bored and hanging out with Norm. Uh, during the scene, he mentions that he's not allowed to eat blue raspberry ice cold pops. Like his doctor forbade him from eating it because his tongue was too blue, and he needs to get the dye out, or, or it's going to take some time to get the dye out of his yeah. tongue. Um, Norm suggests. How... Oh, go ahead. Is this is this also the part where Norm is like stealing his own popsicles on the side? Uh, yes, I believe this. For, is. Also, Doof is building a popsicle stick bride for Norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, why not a robot? Is my question. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he just get a robot? Because I don't he got ticketed for the for two instead of just one. 
if you love the robot, then you would make it work. No amount of money could separate you. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, at one point, Norm starts making out with the popsicle stick bride, and Goof calls him a sick, sick robot. Which is really funny. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. uh, Duke decides to Google blueprints that he can work on while he's bored, and then he finds Phineas's or Ferb's blueprints and renames it Anti Gravity Evil Launch Day. And I feel like we didn't touch on this enough when we initially talked about the scene about how Phineas sent Ferb's blueprints through their website to Belgee instead of just like, I don't know, emailing it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, if they're very like big uh, open source advocates or something. Yeah. I just think someone needs to explain to these children that like the dangers of the internet are real. They could be accomplices to a crime if, they, if this ever went badly for them. Yeah. But why a website? You know, maybe they're just big WordPress heads. <laughs> they might just be into the weebly of it all, and it like excites <laughs> them more than an email. I guess the name I didn't expect to hear. <laughs> hey, Navi's a weebly. Don't don't offend her. Yeah, how dare you uh, attack my kind here? <laughs> the weebs, the weebs. The... <laughs> <laughs> She's on a, what's it, what's the, not cinnamon roll. What's the, what's crunchy the roll? Crunchy roll, yes. Do you know who's not a weed? It's Felipe, because he would have known that it's crunchy roll. Yeah. Which, by the way, recently sucked too, because I got a free month's trial. So yeah, that, that's why I was bringing it up, because in our conversation, you mentioned you got a Crunchyroll subscription. I was like, what's the name of that website? Cinnamon Roll? <laughs> Cinnabon? Cinnabon. Man, I would, I would kill for both a Cinnabon and a vegetable samosa right now. Together? Would you put the, like, frosting on the vegetable samosa and make it sweeter? No, but uh, did you all have... so? my uh elementary school cafeteria for some reason it was it was always a combination that anytime we had um like stew for lunch like beef stew we would also have cinnamon rolls huh. and the 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 combination anytime we had beef stew it was beef stew a cinnamon roll and a stick of cheese so do you think and Zander- i don't know why that combo wait, that was wait, the only time up. we ever had cinnamon rolls was cheese. with beef stew yeah it was like it was like a string cheese no it was almost like 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 a block like, of manchego like a boulder no, I, man, I, I, I wish it were manchego it was it was probably it was some kind of american cheese like on it, like, like a cube not, one? not not quite as synthetic as like velveta but kind of close velveta is horrible i don't it, think yeah. i've ever had velveta Ever. What do you think of those cow cheese, like the triangle ones? I don't know what they're called. A laughing cow cheese, love it. Yeah, yeah. Not not the like little baby bell ones that are yeah. Bob.com. Yeah, laughing. yeah. But, like I, triangle packs. I I like them with uh, pretzel thins. Okay. I don't know if I tweeted this out or I thought about tweeting out. There might be a tweet out there that I tweeted one mm-hmm. time. But the, those like wrappers, the the laughing cow cheese are the most uh-huh. annoying things to open. Yeah. They're 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 pretty annoying. Yeah. I just love cheese. I mean, I have cheese enthusiasts on my Twitter bio. Manchego's oh, a great cheese. I think I changed my uh, Twitter bio. 
I think it says that I'm definitely a sports fan. <laughs> That's like a lost bet. <laughs> Was that a bet on here? Because I don't think uh, so. But... I'll maybe, well, I maybe think that... it's a preemptive bet. bet. Mm. since marianne lost i have to have that on my twitter bio <laughs> now he's like that's my punishment pretending to like sports yes <laughs> well people the amount of people that are like in my mentions me like oh you're a, a well first off some people don't realize it's a cfl thing so they think it's like whatever the super bowl is it yeah the super bowl they're like oh like oh is this a you're the the super bowl or like yeah whatever trophy i'm like yeah. Navi's like, no sports. <laughs> I just go along with it. Yeah. Navi's favorite yeah. sport is competitive reading. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, can you tell it's turning, been a month since we recorded? What? Can you tell? Can the listeners tell it's been a month since we recorded together <laughs> with uh, the amount of tangents? Listen, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. This might, this whole episode might just be the best of 2022 clip show. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. Me too. And it's because I'm talking about this great episode because as we see in this next scene carl sees that duke downloaded a blueprint off phineas and ferb's website and runs it through an anagram decoder finds the source of the blueprint and concludes that the flynn fletcher household is in cahoots with duke which is like Mm -hmm. such an insane train of like logic there carl was i mean is he is he a basketball player? Because that was a reach that he tried to pull off. That was a bad well, joke. Well, isn't buying it. So then Carl plays a recording that's been reversed, and also the syllables are in a random order that has Phineas saying that he's like working with the Doofenshmirtz, and then Major mm-hmm. Monogram's like, "Okay, fine, you can like monitor the situation." I mean, he's showing initiative. I'll give him that. Yeah, but in the most like like QAnon bullshit kind of way. <laughs> Is Carl an incel? No comment. <laughs> um, I had something to say about Phineas and Ferb, but I forgot, like, about their website. Um, yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. It was... Never mind. All right. Well, we cut to Major Monogram giving Perry uh, his mission, which is to track down missing Agent G, which turns out to be a ploy to send Harry on a literal wild juice goose chase to distract him because he's too close to the Flynn Fletchers. And since all the other agents are busy, Major Monogram decides Carl will go undercover to spy on the uh, Phineas and Ferb uh, group there. Um, and I was really excited when this, uh, when Major Monogram uh, assigned this mission to Carl. I don't know about you guys. I uh yeah i i was very proud of carl very excited for carl um i also loved the wild goose chase i i thought in this moment like if there's ever um very platypus specific movie like i would love to see him in like a casino like i really like that scene that he had with the james bond type Mm -hmm. um he flips over the the gary the gander card with a g on it yeah I love it. Are y'all casino heads? I mean, Willow's mad, so he might love gambling. Despite living in a town with a casino, I've never been to a casino. Well, like, like my my hometown uh, has the the Lucky Star Casino in it. 
Uh, and I've never been to the Lucky's. I meant, I thought you were talking about North Carolina. I was like, no, I went there and I didn't see any casinos. There probably no, there's, are, but... there's lots of casinos in Oklahoma. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, well, I, I, I take that back. I have been to a casino one time, did not play anything. I was there. I've never played a friends. casino game, but I've been to Vegas and then I've been to some, the, the, I forget what the name of this, the big one in, in Boston. If Atlantic City? No, in Boston. Oh, the, uh, the Mohegan Empire. Sun. No, that's in Connecticut. No, yeah. Uh, that's the one where they did all if the you, all In the, downtown Boston. The billiards the things. I've never been to Boston. I don't know why I'm guessing names of casinos. Encore. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. I've only ever been to a casino once in uh, real Winnipeg when uh, me and a couple of friends all turned 18. And then we went to like the Regent Casino, if you know where that is. No one's going to know where this is. Only I Hey, maybe the Hoochie Vet might know. Yeah, maybe the Hoochie Vet. But I don't think the Hoochie Vet is listening. You and never know. She, she is, could be She could be a loyal listener. Yeah. And if she is, uh, you did really well at that violent recital that one time. But uh, I will say... Uh, we went to the Regent Casino. Uh, we were all like barely 18, fresh faced, new to adulthood. And we were so very this, like the, the five year anniversary of your trip to the casino, Navi? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's over five years at this point. It's like close to seven years, oh, wow. I'd say. Um, but yeah, we went to the casino. We all got really intimidated. Well, my one friend was like, oh, I'll do the nickel slots. And then we just sat and ate McDonald's that was in the casino. And then we also looked at the aquarium and then we left. We did nothing. No actual gambling was done at the casino. Because we it. were too chicken shit to actually gamble. Next time you go to an aquarium, though, it has to be the one in Oklahoma that uh, Autumn and Will both talked about on different podcasts. And I still the, can't remember. The Blue Zoo? Yes, that one. In, in the mall? In the mall. Riding up and down the escalators in the mall. Anyway, shall we talk about Phineas and Ferb? I will yeah. shut the fuck up because I'm going on too many tangents. I'm just excited to talk to you all. All right. Well, at the Flynn Fletcher's, they're wondering where Perry is. And it cuts to him like climbing a mountain with the picture of Gary the Gander. Um, mm-hmm. um, Carl is in the, ba- in the backyard doing his spy thing. Uh, but then the kids immediately spot him. And then Phineas asks if he wants to help them. Uh, Carl initially was going to give him a cool name that he had, like Dax. So he just tells them that he's Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he proceeds to collect intel, uh, which is very funny. Uh, they finish the project and Carl tries it out first. Uh, the invention works and uh, that's when we get the When You Levitate song, which I, I will say vibes. I liked it. It has like some like beats that I like. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like funkiness. It's like the the genre, like funk. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think it was like a sleeper hit that like I will never think of outside of this contest of this individual podcast episode. But mm-hmm. it's it's a banger. Like I, I like the song. And I didn't really notice it on the first watch, but the one that I did today, it's like, oh, this is a vibe. Maybe that's because I thought it was the best part of the episode. Ooh. Yeah, I'm oh, listening okay. to it right now. It's got some some funk blues feels to it. Yeah. It's good. It, it feels like it has some double bass in there. Yeah. Like big cello bass. Uh, 
Candace the narc shows up and goes to tell <laughs> mom that they made like an anti-gravity thing. This episode had card sharks and narc sharks. Yes. Uh, Major Monogram tries to contact Carl, but uh, he gets worried that Carl is being tortured based off the mouth sounds he's giving off uh, and <laughs> declares an emergency. And Daddy Monogram shows up. Yeah, Major Monogram is like... Are we calling him that? Uh, Did you see that Hawaiian shirt? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Listen, I am am inspired by uh, Daddy Monogram on the month of Pride. I feel like he inspired Will, who inspired me. We love a mustache. I should have worn my Hawaiian shirt and done my best uh, Major Monogram cosplay. Uh, Doof gets in trouble for parking his anti-gravity evil launchinator in a no parking zone and gets a ticket and it gets towed and he goes off to chase it. Um, Harry is playing poker in Monte Carlo as we talked about earlier and when he asks the guy about Agent G he says he knows nothing and then Harry proceeds to attack him across the table and interrogates him. Uh, Major Monogram shows up as Carl's dad. Uh, Carl lets him know that the situation is neutralized. And when uh, Major Monogram repeats this to the personnel, they immediately board the mission because they're all just surrounding the Flynn Fletcher house, like the yeah, trucks. They, they the, calls the off all the helicopters. Insane. And then a uh, quote-unquote dad tells his quote-unquote son that they have to go home. Uh, and he's like, I don't want to. Um, and then uh, uh, Major Monogram's like, we have to go make dinner or something. Your mom's or mom's dinner. Making- what do you think uh, Carl's mom is best Carl's at making. Mom. Now that's Jimmy's mom. Jimmy's um, mom. Rob Paulson a G. We love him. What Anyways. was your question? What do you think Carl's mom's go-to home cooked meal is? Meatloaf. Regular meatloaf, turkey meatloaf, vegan meatloaf. Regular old that's... meatloaf. Nah, she seems like a spam and spaghetti kind of lady. Fun fact, I've never had uh, meatloaf, even though both Sarah Ferguson and Jessica Sterling sent me turkey meatloaf recipes. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to make this. Like, this is a very uh, white person dish. <laughs> my mom has made meatloaf. I'm You're not wrong. That. I have had meatloaf. My, my mom has made meatloaf, but maybe it's be- because we were uh, appropriating white culture. <laughs> I've never made meatloaf, but I've eaten a lot of meatloaf. Have you ever had kibe? Which is kind of similar to like, I mean, my my family prepares it similar to meatloaf, but it's like ground beef, but like Mediterranean style with like onion. It's spelled K-I-B-B-E-H, I think. Oh, I didn't um maybe. I didn't know that's how you pronounced it. But it usually comes in ball, like like mm-hmm. ball, ball shapes. Um, but my my family does like a pan sort of serving, like mm. where you can kind of cut into it like uh you would a meatloaf. I don't know that I have. It, it's it very good. Looks good. Yeah, if you ever go to a Mediterranean restaurant, I highly recommend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so talk about you... like. Oh, go ahead, Navi. Sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, that's like, I grew up with good Mediterranean food. I don't think I talk about this regularly, but my dad's family is from Lebanon, like <laughs> further, so like there's some good recipes in there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I really like Mediterranean food. 
and you know who likes Mediterranean? I don't know if Duke actually likes Mediterranean food, but he is chasing a tow truck that slips and he slips on a can and finds himself in front of the Flynn Fletcher household. He finds another anti-gravity invention and then calls Norm. Uh, Perry is basically on David Letterman and he has his face pixelated <laughs> and the host mm-hmm. tells, uh, uh, has to tell the audience to let him know where Agent G is. Uh, Perry gets a call and immediately leaves the set and he forgets his pixelation. Which I yeah. thought was really. I joke. thought that was funny mm-hmm. too. Um, who would win in a detective off? Perry the Platypus or Carmen Sandiego? Uh, well, Perry the Platypus was able to find someone who was unfindable. Preach. Um, and Carmen Sandiego is also famously unfindable. Um, so it, it'd be interesting. I think my I, question was meant to be who would Perry the Platypus find Carmen Sandiego? Mm-hmm. Okay. He might be able to. Yeah. Anyways, Navi. Yeah, so Norm picks up the anti-gravity invention at the Flynn Fletcher house, and he also can turn into a truck as well. Do we know this about Norm, that he could just turn into a truck? I think this is the first time we've seen it, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also learned that Duke needs to read the instruction manual um, as they leave, Candace and Linda show up, and Candace is surprised that the invention is gone. Well, Linda isn't surprised at all, and I was Linda. Candace should not be surprised at this point that the investigation is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Doof congratulates Norm and promises to make him a popsicle bride, but Doof gets caught for operating Norm, and Norm gets towed away. Um, back at Aoka, Carl gets all the gold stars. Um, Perry is also back, and Major Monogram reveals that it was all a wild goose chase that Agent G has been missing for five years. And this is where it turns out that Perry did, in fact, find Agent G, who was vacationing in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, Major Monogram says that P needs a, Agent P needs a vacay, but evil never rests, so he'll have to be back tomorrow. And Perry is unamused. And that's basically more, the end of the- More of Perry the Platypus being exploited. Yes. Yeah, what do we think of this episode? I enjoyed watching it. Am I going to remember it in two months? No, but I remember, I I think I remember the only thing I remember coming in was probably like Carl going on a secret mission, but then Mm -hmm. I was like, did I remember that from this episode or the one where he's bubblegum, bubblegum running in a sack? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't look back. If you remind me later, maybe I I think the thing I'm going to remember the most about the episode is the, the Gary, the gander wild goose chase. Yeah. But exactly. I, I'm I'm not gonna remember. I'm gonna the... remember Carl infiltrating. I think like, does he ever interact mm-hmm. with the kids again afterwards or no? Probably, but uh, we'll find out. I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was a pretty like mid episode. Was fine. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Stand- like maybe Navi disagrees because it had so much Carl content. But yes, Carlton. Carlton's the Carlton. <laughs> but um. um throw him in a marvel movie i want to see what happens yeah anyway it's a musical break time musical yeah. break. Or any any last thoughts on this episode no it's fantastic i don't know what you guys are talking about cool musical break Whether or not you're gonna follow it is up to your discretion. So if you wanna get up out the trees, get ready for some zero cheese.
sentence and you were like, like bro i always started this why you could jump on my line here next time you can host a podcast you can you can be the you can be the intro and you come up with the intro jokes you come up with uh the feedback segment lines you come up with the funny punch lines okay Ooh, i was just, i was i was just goofing because the the, the last uh goofing couple and times we recorded uh, I know it was like a million years ago. It, I, I thought it became a recurring bit where we were stepping on your and we're back thing. We're back and we're feeling groovy on Disney Plus. You can watch a brand new movie. Um, um, was that the was that after the last time we recorded a Finney Simper podcast that I got? Yes, like, that was. Movie? The other thing we need to mention is the cameo from Linda Flynn Fletcher in yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes, that, that, but no, I think the last time we recorded was before my deep obsession with that yeah, song. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just for the audience. Um, I, was, I, I was just transferring over things to the new podcast. You can use stage. that for one of the musical breaks. I definitely will because that song is a banger. And I plugged it on a, I think we want to be famous. I'm not sure. I plugged it on one podcast. Um, but yeah, so I got deeply invested in this one Phineas and Ferb song from Phineas and Ferb, Candace Across the Universe um and i would send a snapchat to will and avi and send the link to the spotify song to them in our group text and 
uh, I would just send it in multiple different. I think Will was like, "This is another version of the song that you haven't sent to us yet." Mm-hmm. And yeah. well, that's because you you sent us the YouTube video, like you sent us the link in a text, and you sent us the link in a Twitter DM, and you might have also sent it to me as a TikTok, uh, and you sent it as a uh, um, what's the other thing? Uh, a Facebook DM. Well, guess what I used it in context today. Oh, Snapchat. That that's the other one. Snapchat. I definitely DM. sent it in Snapchat because I probably sang it in Snapchat. But yeah. I sent it today to Matt Scott in context mm-hmm. of Pod Friends coming back, and I'm like, "This is my post-pandemic anthem. Here, you can have it for this context." There you go. Yeah. So that I mean, I will definitely use that um, as a musical break. But yes, Linda Flynn Fletcher was in Chippendale Rescue Rangers as well. Now, have you gotten around to seeing that yet or no? Uh, I'm going to take a hard pass, even though there is some uh, Sanic in there, from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Sonic. definitely like, I'm glad I watched it when I did, because if I watched it like a few days later after the John Mulaney stuff came out, I was like, I don't know if I could have yeah. enjoyed it. I did read an article today that the Ugly Sonic character was originally supposed to be Jar Jar. Uh, whenever, I think whenever, I would like that more. Whenever they originally wrote the movie, that character was going to be Jar Jar Binks. Uh, but then the whole Ugly Sonic thing happened. So they're like, oh, let's make this character Ugly Sonic instead. Yeah. And Tim Robinson, your boy. Yeah. Love him. Uh, so the other episode, I think... I last time mistakenly called this hip hop parade instead of hip hip parade. What do you think happens in hip hop parade? Uh, probably a lot of uh, appropriative things. Do you think the SIMP boys are there? Busted episode. Uh, yeah, I could see the the boys in the park. Is that their name? I think that's their name. Uh, so. This episode, there it, it is Tri-State Area Unification Day, and they're having a parade. Uh, so, um, they're uh, the the boys are are getting ready for their project for the day, and Baljeet comes up and he's dressed as a vegetable samosa, um, and he and he tells him that he's dressed as a samosa for the the Tri-State Area Unification Day parade. Uh, which is the day where the bi-state area joined with the adjacent area that was over there. Uh, Buford is also dressed as a vegetable samosa, but he is kind of against uh, Tri-State Area Unification Day because he is descended from Otto H. Adjacent, the founder of the adjacent area, uh, who didn't want to be part of the Tri-State Area. And this, this is this is where it, it's very... Uh, uh, tiptoey on, yeah. on the whole colonialism of it all. Yeah, uh, so I was, I was definitely like clutching the pearls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, Linda and Candace are gonna go have like a girls' day out at the at the salon, um, while the the boys are making their parade floats, um, and and. Linda makes Candace promise uh, not to obsess about the boys and try and bust them uh, and makes her swear or else she's going to suffer the Pharaoh's curse if, if, uh, if she does obsess about the boys. You think yeah. she should do this more often, the, I like, the Pharaoh's curse? 
in different ways because I, I like the payoff, but I think it only works because of the payoff in the credits. Yeah, yeah I, I like how Linda is at least more self-aware that like now she's playing the role of just like, I, I feel like it would work enough to just upfront be like, calm down. No matter what happens, I'm not going to get them in trouble. Just like, don't freak out about it. Yeah. But it is Candace at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, uh, Perry the Platypus goes to the lair, uh, and, and Major Monogram explains that Doofenshmirtz uh, has rented this tow truck. Um, and turns out we find that, that um, Doofenshmirtz has his invention, the duplicate inator, with, with the number eight, duplicate. Uh, and his whole plan, it, it was so the, the duplicatinator, whenever it shoots something, it multiplies that thing by eight. Uh, and his plan is to uh, increase traffic by shooting the traffic. Uh, and then he can run a tow truck business to, to tow the people away. Yeah. Um, did you ever play those like puzzle games that was like... Rush Hour? Uh, no, oh, that was a great game. No, but it was like... Um... It would be like two lines and then the word read and it was like read between the lines. Oh yeah. One of my my favorite one, the one that lives right here in my head, is uh it's like eight of the letter O's with a pot in front, like a potted plant in front. So it was like eight. Oh potato. Yeah. So that's what this duplicate reminds me of. Um I don't see uh uh Maybe this maybe this happens later in the episode, but we get that guy who is like uh, the guy who is always getting nagged by his wife, um, justifiably, uh, for for having these business ideas and not being prepared. Uh, and she's like, "You wanted to start a monkey basketball team and only had one monkey, uh, and then the monkey gets duplicated into eight monkeys." And he's like, "Well, now three of them have to sit on the bench." I love that lady. Like, I, I love that moment also. I, wa- I want to know super- her name, his name. I need these characters to be more fleshed out. Um, yeah. They are, they are an iconic duo. They definitely come back a lot more in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's on the running gags or something. Yeah. I don't see it on the running gags here. Do you want me to investigate while you go through the plot? Sure. Uh, so, um, um, the, the boys are making this big, big parade. Uh, meanwhile, Buford's mad, um, that, that Baljeet is participating in the parade. So he wants to find a new kid to bully. Uh, and he finds, he finds this, this little white boy and he's like, can you speak in an Indian accent? Um, I got so stressed when this happened. I, I was worried. I was worried. And then he's like, no, the best I can do is an English accent. Uh, and he does an English accent. Uh, and later he does an Italian accent. Uh, and uh, was it the Italian one or? or he did like Italian a, and German later. Ger- and the yeah, German he, was the offensive one. Right. Buford. I was trying to remember which one, which one Buford said was offensive. Um. But yeah, so so Buford's trying to stop the parade, and every time Buford like tries to flood the path of the parade or like divert them through a junkyard, 
the boys have a way of of getting around it. And one time, like Ferb, like drills through the ground, all drillinator style. And and then there's one where the the parade floats turn into like large spiders, um, yeah. like mechanical spiders. Um, they they go past the the window in the salon, and and Candace is like, oh well, if if mom sees the parade without me like trying to bust the brothers then that doesn't count and i won't get cursed by the pharaoh so she's trying to like get her to see the parade without making it seem like she's trying to get her to see the parade yeah uh, no i like the okay candace what's up like she's trying to be an owl um mm-hmm. oh tri-state uni- area unification day is only uh, a month and change away from hmm. being from the real date uh, july 15th Oh, cool. anyone cares according to the wiki i'm still trying to find like they're not on this page so i gotta mm-hmm. do some research maybe you can uh, look i'm gonna up look the at name, the, like, the put that putter away because it was like the golf the course right? farmer or something like that is his name i don't know yeah um oh okay so so i can see down in the the cast uh she is listed as farmer's wife uh yeah the i, I farmer think and farmer's the, wife i found them. farmer and farmer's wife okay um so yeah yeah it's just more of the the parades going on buford's trying to stop it um there there's a uh i, I don't even remember how this episode ends <laughs> i didn't take the best notes uh, uh, well, so it ends. So they like go off, and then they're still doing the parade. And uh, Candace is like, "Well, so you talked about the balloon releasing and how Buford goes up, right?" Oh, yeah, that's that's so they the the duplicatinator hits everything. Yeah, uh, and it hits all the balloons, and so there's eight times as much balloons, so everything starts to float into the sky. Um, so that's that's when the the balloons get released. Uh, uh, Buford's Buford's falling. Buford's gonna die. Baljeet gets uh, the the balloon salesman to release his balloon so Buford can catch them and and uh, float back down to the city. Uh, and then while Buford's up in the sky, he he realizes that you know it's all it's all really just kind of one area, the the tri-state area or the bi-state area with the adjacent area. It's all really just like one area. So, so he's like, you know, we're we're all one united region. There's there's no need to be so upset. Uh, so he he is now in on the unification day celebration. Uh, then Candace finally um, get, makes her mom see the parade, uh, but it's after all the big stuff is gone, and it's just like all the kids carrying around uh, wagons. Um, Buford uh, and Belgeet kind of kind of reconcile, and then off screen it sounds like Buford's beating up Belgeet, and then you see this like. Is this the most violent thing to ever happen on Phineas and Ferb? Like the imagine, like how you see all the blood or yeah. the jelly. Just to reset, because uh, I interrupted Will. So off screen, uh, Buford says something mean towards Belgeet, and Belgeet's like, "No, no, 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 no!" And then we see Phineas, Ferb, and Isabella on frame gets splattered in this red substance and then we just see that Buford was stomping on Belgique's jelly donuts yeah 
Um, I think there might be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least if this were definitely like murder, it would definitely be the most violent thing we've seen. But there's been like, well, I guess even the even the fight scene was just like a like a thumb. There's never been blood in quotation. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. It's hard to say. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah. But then after after uh, Candace had um, showed her mom the parade, uh, there's a guy who comes up with a, a, a Pharaoh costume on, and he's like, "Are you Candace Gertrude Flynn?" And she's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Curse you!" It's probably the same guy from the movie theater episode, right? Mm-hmm. You would probably. Think. Yeah. Oh, I might yeah. give my point to the Pharaoh guy for the Pharaoh's curse. Yeah. That was a funny gag. Any uh, any other thoughts about this episode? Thoughts on Love Handle seeing the Tri-State? Oh, yeah. Love Handle. <laughs> things. Are... I, yeah. I, I I thought the Love Handle song was good. Tri-State, Area Unification Day. That song is stuck in my head. It's between that and the Jurassic Park song that keeps getting stuck in my head today. <laughs> and like I told you in the pre-show, I've seen one and a quarter Jurassic Park movies in preparation for the new one. Which, so. which quarter of a movie did you see? I saw, so I had seen the first one before. Um, so I saw the first one again today. And then I saw the first 30 minutes of um, the second one, which has the most annoying title because it's like, wait, isn't there a second one? So it took me like- The, the Lost World? Was, the Lost World Jurassic Park. I was like, okay, so yeah, so. Um, yo, the Dr. John Hammond, he absolutely sucks. Like, mm-hmm. needs to be drop kicked. Mm-hmm. You're a capitalist monster in the first one, and then you're like sending people because you want to be like, you want to, I don't know. I don't like him. But Dr. He's Ian Malcolm. They, oh, he's an icon. The star mm-hmm. of the movie is Timmy, though. Timmy, Timmy, like, let's be honest. Like, spoilers for Jurassic Park. Star of the movie's Laura Dern. How dare you? No, I said what I said. Um, Timmy had no business surviving a 10,000 watt voltage electric fence shock, but I'm so glad he did because he deserves the world. Um, I just really like the line uh, that Baljeet says, well, maybe <laughs> blood. Oh, yeah, yes. And Buford's like, well, blood's thicker than water. And Baljeet's like, and mango chutney's thicker than blood. That was a classic. Yes. Uh, mango chutney versus uh, blood next time. The three type uh, season. Mango uh, chutney versus blood versus water. <laughs> Can that be our, our season two theme? If, yes. if we don't come up with something better, that's good. Okay. Uh, someone, probably Giovanni, because he's our, uh, our most note-taking listener but if anyone mm. wants to remind us when we get towards that because i'm surely we'll forget mm-hmm. any um, last thoughts before we uh get into feedback i mean we'll get to it but these two episodes did not do it for me we were riding high but um i disagree i know you disagree navi and we'll get to it let's 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 ease the tension and go to the musical break so we can get through that okay everyone let's show everybody what tri-state unification is all about cue love handle the tri-state area was the bi-state area with an adjacent area right over there. They put it all together, now there's no use denying this parade is all about our area. 
to stand up and scream and shout. It's the Tri-State Area Unification Day. 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 First, water hazard ahead. Commence operation unforeseen circumstance. That's too bad. And we're back and we're feeling groovy. And on your favorite podcast feed, you can listen to our brand new movie dot the dot mm-hmm. recap. Um, anyways, we are feedback, everyone. Uh, we got two emails from the lovely Giovanni, um, plus two emails from Google Security Alert Team. Um, just making a stupid joke about how I had to log in. Uh, okay. We kind of talked about this already, but do you have any good parade memories? I know William shared a bad parade memory. Yeah, I, I do have some good parade. I, I, we did the parade in Magic Kingdom with the Cowboy Marching Band. We did a parade in uh, New Orleans in the French Quarter with the Cowboy Marching Band. I've uh, done a parade in San Antonio that was cool. Um, yeah. My, my, cousin, my cousin used to work at at Disneyland and and did uh, parades there. Ooh. Entertainment there. Yeah, I remember when I was nine and I went to Disneyland with uh, my family friends. My brother fell asleep. Um, so, but then I was, I guess, nine. My two friends, their parents put them on their necks. And then I was like, my dad put me on his neck. I was like, in hindsight, I was like, I was probably heavy. Like, I feel like no one older for the age of six should be doing that as an adult, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good parade. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'm not a big parade person. I mean, the Pride parades are this week um, or in other areas. And then Giovanni, I mean, Navi, I'm assuming you have no memories of parades unless it's like watching them on TV. Uh, I don't even watch them on TV. I don't get the point of parades. Yeah, I, I, like it's just people walking. Yeah, like what's the big deal? I can walk by myself all the time, mm-hmm. anytime I want. Yes, it's group walking, group exercise. But I don't like being in a group. We've talked. And you don't like exercising either, right? Because you prefer reading no books. exercising is for the jocks, and I yes. <laughs> only only on John Cena's sexy high school adventure time do you, do you um exercise. Not even that, because you just sit on the computer and play it or mm-hmm. read it. No, he exercises for you. Well, yeah, Never. as we established, uh, when you get wrestled, it's like you uh, score. So, do you think anyone's going to finish this podcast episode? No, or read that off the rails. <laughs> we, we still haven't finished it. Anyways, should Carl <laughs> have become a secret agent for his future career? Is the other question. And I say, I would- no. I would guess that's why he's doing the internship. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, we'll we'll see how it works for him. Yeah. Yeah. You fit um, better at the Q than the M if you know your James Bond lingo, but that's just yeah. I I agree. Likewise. Anyways, Will, do you want to share your screen? Yeah, give me just a second. Just to remind the listeners, 
every Phoenix and Ferb episode, we talk about uh, who is our MVP of the episode, and we have a system tracking everyone's points. We talk, we rank, no, we, we tier list the episodes, is how you would say it, uh, in a tier of five tiers, which we'll get to. And then we also talk about if Doof Insurance's professor was impressed. Do we think that she was this week with the uh, duplicate-inator and the norm shenanigans he was pulling? Well, he well, stole the norm plan. So I don't know if she would be pro that because stealing is bad or against it because it was very low effort on his part. Yeah, I think the, the anti-gravity evil launchinator, I think uh, he gets an F for plagiarism. Yeah. Um, um, but the duplicate-inator, I think it's good. And then we also talk about uh, the songs in the episode. Do we want to add them to any playlists? I know we mentioned that I enjoyed the funk vibes of the other one. Um, yeah, that's one. That one's on like the vibes playlist. Yes. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And then, uh, y'all, it's been a minute. You're going to have to tell me what's the other thing we do? Uh, or is better than reading? Is it better than reading? Thank you. Well, we established parades or not. Um, could you levitate and read at the same time? Theoretically, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I would do that. It's like a hammock, but without having to do any other work of like keeping yourself balanced. Anyways, let's get into these tier lists. So we have five tiers. Uh, the Queen of Mars is the A1 plus episodes. Actually, no, they're the S tiers, I believe. And then mm-hmm. Yummy, Yummy, Yummy is A1 plus. Okay is A. Satellite Fault to Earth is B. And Busted is F. I don't know if I'm doing that right, but <laughs> you know, trading on a curve. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Will, where do you have the first episode? Uh, I have it in okay for now. Uh, there, there, I could definitely be swayed to move either of these down a little, but I, I, I think both of them I have uh, as an okay ceiling. They're at best yeah. okay. Yeah, so you also have Hip Hip Parade. Yeah, okay. I, I put them both in okay for now. I could be persuaded to move them down, yeah. but I, I have them both in okay. Navi, what about you? So I have Undercover Carl at Yummy Yummy Yummy. Uh, like I said, anytime Carl and Major Monogram have a bigger role than what they usually do, I'm always really excited. Um, and as for Hip Hop Parade, I'll put it in okay. Like, I get it was boring, but it was saved by, you know, the the samosa of it all, mm-hmm. uh, the weird quotes that the founders of the Tri-State area had, uh, the mango mm-hmm. chutney line. So yeah, that's my rankings for these two episodes. Yeah. Y'all might hate me. I'm putting them both inside of like fell to earth. I just couldn't really care. <laughs> like I was there and I was like, I felt like I was just watching it. And I watched these episodes a couple of times hoping that they would like improve mm-hmm. on each one. No. And maybe it's just the disappointment because I feel like our last couple episodes were so great to me that I think just my standards were high when I went to watch these and Mm -hmm. I was disappointed because like, let me be honest, the Christmas episode and the Settling Susie and uh, I Was a Middle-Aged Robot are all S-tier episodes for me that these Mm -hmm. just satellite crashed to earth, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I easily could have put both of these there as well. I think, like like Navi said, the, the mango chutney line really went a long way to to save things. Um, 
the, the got love of, handle back. There love was handle the back. The, of fabulous uh, honestly, the best part of the episode was when Candace and Linda were at lunch, and I yeah. think that was my favorite part of the episode. Besides the Baljeet lines that killed me, the uh, the farmer and the monkey basketball team. That was also a great moment. Yeah, like the quick the quick line read of that. But yes, yeah, so let's go to who won season two. That part of our spreadsheet. So just to remind everybody, we uh, give people points right now. Doofenshmirtz is in the lead. Uh, mm-hmm. with 15 and Candace is in second with eight and we have a group of three well we'll we'll update the scoreboard okay. whenever we get uh when we add these points in just a table set I think Carl might jump that's what I'm thinking yeah I think yeah that's that is true yeah so uh Will you have yours first for uh undercover Carl let's go to you. yeah I I almost gave it to Carl uh and then I figured Navi probably would and I wanted to give a point to Gary the Gander Agent G. Uh, so I gave my point to Gary the Gander. Yes. He got a vacation. He's been on vacation for five years. That's awesome. Yeah. Navi, do you want to just give your point to Carl or do you have someone else? Yeah, it's with, give it to Carl, baby. <laughs> so let me, Arl. Uh, Carl, there we go. Uh, so I'll just be straight up. I'm between two people or one animal and one human. One is Perry the Platypus because I think he mm-hmm. accomplished a mission that was impossible previously. Uh, but the other one is Major Monogram because I think he had my favorite lines and he had more of a part. Like, am I grading an, who entertained me more this week? Because that would be Major Monogram. But if I'm, in, if I'm grading who excelled the most at the task they were given in this episode, it's Perry the Platypus. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Major Monogram because I don't know how many more times I'm going to give him a point. So there you go. Give the man his uh, flowers. Um, and then let's go to Hip Hip Parade. Now, I still need a minute to think of mine, but uh, Will, you have yours ready. Do yeah, you go I, first? Was, I was also between a few here. Uh, Irving shows up at the end here. Baljeet has some great lines with the vegetable samosa. Um, but I, I, I gave it to a character who we've seen a few times and has not gotten a point yet. Uh, so I wanted to give my point to the, the farmer's wife, uh, for the, the lines about the, the monkey basketball team. I think it's, it's a long time. uh, This, this pair of characters are in a lot of episodes, but not in a big enough role to really like justify getting a full point yet so i i see this point as like a like a accumulation over time of lots of small points and i didn't find anyone else in the episode that totally stole it away from him yet uh but i i almost gave it to baljeet but i i I went with the farmer's wife well i'm very supportive of this uh choice navi are you ready or do you want me to go next you can go next okay well here i am gambling on what i think navi might do because I'm between two characters and I'm hoping Navi gives it to the other one who had a ton of funny lines. Mm-hmm. But the Pharaoh's curse thing kind of had me rolling. So I'm going to give it to Linda for, no, I'm not giving it to the Pharaoh oh, himself. Linda. Because she I, had that, she had the restaurant scene, which I thought was funny. I think Linda had a good episode this mm-hmm. week. I, I was also, I almost gave it to the Pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, because of that one bit that yeah. paid off well. But, but. And I'm, I'm, if I had to guess, Navi's giving it to Baljeet. And I hope she does, but if she doesn't, I respect it. It was between Baljeet and the Pharaoh. Um, I guess since a lot of it is riding on this choice, I'll give it to Baljeet. No, you do what your heart desires. I was just gambling that you would pick Baljeet, but if you're if you're gonna 
if I read you wrong, I read you wrong. No, I'll I have give to live with that. I, I really like the vegetable samosa thing that he got going on. Yeah, did Balji? I, I Balji joined. Was... Balji joined the group of people with six points. Uh, so Balji is now tied for fourth place. Uh, so in first place we have Doofenshmirtz with fifteen, Candace in second with eight, Carl is now solely in third place with seven. And then the group in fourth with six points is Stacy, Ferb, Perry, and Baljeet. And Mishti got two, which is what we are happy Mishti about. Mishti still has two. Isabella and Irving have five. You know I'm waiting to return. Susie have four. Um, and, and now on the board are Gary the Gander and the farmer's wife. I won't lie. It's stressing me out that Wendy is above Gary because it's not alphabetical, but we'll fix that later. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, a uh, it's yeah it's it's because it's 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 first in uh, descending order of points, and then after that, it's by the order I added them to the list. But uh, yeah, any yeah. any last stuff about this episode? Uh. Just that I'm excited to see what's next because these two kind of bummed me out with how hit yeah. they were. Will, what is coming up next? What is next is uh, just passing through and Candace's big day. I remember Candace's big day being, um, I think it's something that has like an iconic song or something. Oh no, Candace's, Candace's big day is uh, where. Uh, their aunt gets married to Bob. Oh, she... uh, their aunt gets married to Bob Weber, the the namesake of the okay. Oh. <gasps> Does that mean my boy? We might. Who's who knows? We'll find out. I get to give more points to Bob Weber. <laughs> yeah. Captain Captain Bob Weber. Okay. Could could climb up the the ranks here. You know who else could climb up if he's there? My boy. If if he's there, if he's there, you could give a you could give a point to Nosy. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, everyone. Next, next week is uh just passing through and Candace's big day. Big exciting, exciting episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of exciting episodes, uh everyone and their brother is back. We have we have recorded something. Um, we recorded it a while ago. I, I don't know if we've published it yet, but we have we definitely have one episode in the can um, that is set to come out. Uh, we're recording another one soon. What was uh, it? Was it just a celebration of 150 episodes? Uh, no, it was just like a like a trying to catch up on all the stuff we missed having not recorded in three weeks yeah. or three months. Um, so, but coming up is episode 151, which will be Pokemon related in some way. And after that, episode 152 will probably be the Ampy Awards. Uh, so you can follow that. Keep up with that at EA so Podcast. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at Davis Cabo Will. Um, Close. I, had a, I had a birthday recently. If you want to Venmo me money for my birthday. Um, also, happy belated birthday, Adrian Norris. It's also been a long time, so please, don't don't send me money for my birthday. Yeah, you and Navi both had birthdays since our last record. Um, and I have been watching Hacks on HBO. Go check out Hacks. Did you watch HBO. the first season live, or are you just binging it all now? 
no, I, I watched the first season live when it came out. Uh, and this one I've been watching live. We're going to um, get my friend Ben on the podcast. If anyone's ever seen Survivor Michigan, they were on seasons three and four, but we're going to get them on the podcast. And they are the biggest Hacks fan I know. Every time oh. I see them, they're talking about Hacks. So I love, love Hacks. Uh, love Gene Smart. Uh, they introduced a character for a couple episodes played by Laurie Metcalf, who is hilarious. Um, Meg Stalter as Kayla in that show is the funniest person on television. Um, it's a great show. Go check out Hacks on HBO. Yes, we love that. Navi, you've been booked and busy since our last podcast. Where can people keep up with the Navi? Uh, I was going to say the Nav dog. And I'm like, no, I don't think she would like that. No, I don't. I, I hate you for that, actually. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cause I'm Nappy. Um, I recently did a podcast with Wombat Water. We did a sequel to the pizza podcast with Josh Wiggler, Melody, JD, and a sequel. A peace school. Peace sequel. Yes. Um, that was a lot of fun. Go check that out. Um, I have something else coming up uh, for Mike White was robbed. So keep an eye out on that. Oh, uh, by the time this episode's come out, Naomi already plugged it on the Brazilian dragon. So you can, if you want to divulge what it is. No, I don't want to. Okay. She, she, <laughs> she dropped it. She was like, this is an exclusive. So I will not share it because you were on that podcast, but. Um, but go check it out. People, yeah, our people yeah, go are, check it out. I'm very excited um, for this one. I, I love the take. Yeah, and uh, a Naruto update. So I made it to past episode 300 of Ship It In, which means I'm now 520 episodes mm-hmm. and I only have 200 more episodes to go. So I okay. should be done by the end of the year if I keep up this pace. Which Follow-up very- question to my last yeah. question on the previous podcast. Do you watch on One X or do you speed it up ever? No, I watch it on One X. But when there's filler or stuff I'm not interested in, I go and do other stuff. So I'm not like okay. 100% paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have Naruto takes, feel free to tweet them at me. Uh, check out Believe It a Naruto podcast. That's a really I good I texted podcast. my brother about it. Yeah. Like I said, you don't have to be a fan of Naruto to listen to it. They're very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Any other pop culture plugs besides the Naruto Minute? Oh, I guess. I, I mean, everyone's checked out Kendrick's new album by now, but that's for the most part a good album. Um, I did like um, the new Carly Rae Jepsen song that came out since we last recorded. That was really good. Western Wind. Yeah. I, I love it. You said something starting with a W. I was like, is Will about to say what song? I was like, oh, no. No, of course not. Um, Will was embarrassed about his uh, how quickly he got uh, Carly J- Ray Jepsen Wordle a couple weeks ago when it was the I wasn't I, I, song. I, yeah I, was I like, mean well, don't I, be embarrassed I know that song by heart yeah I wasn't I wasn't uh embarrassed per se I was more uh embarrassed that I have seen all of Fuller House listen I have seen it too mm-hmm. and we I'm, gotta have a Fuller House podcast at some point I'm down uh holy chalupas that's the name of it yes uh, <laughs> for god that was his catchphrase uh, the Eric Stein podcast about Fuller House season one lives rent free in my mind. One of the best podcasts ever recorded in the history of mankind. Speaking of podcasts recorded in the history of mankind, we got a lot going on on the Brazilian Dragon Media Center. I don't know what it's called. The Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network is easy, but I feel like it's more than that. But if you want to hear what we got, we got Pretty Little Liars on Sundays. 
we got Gravity Brothers on Tuesdays, which I was on the most recent episode on. At the time you're hearing this, it was the last week's episode, but that was one of my favorite podcast experiences recently. It's so nice to be like the guest and not have to like do any like preparation other than watching the show. Um, mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Uh, turn into family therapy at times for them, but those two are funny. Uh, then we got the, what did we do this week? We did uh, the Jimmy Neutron movie recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, which was a lot of fun. Me and Mark talked about that movie. Uh, this week we have the Nail Movies coming up. It's the return and the Nail Movies, Scooby Snacks and Chats and Pod Talk Jam and Break all have their individual podcast feeds as well. So Naomi and I talked with Sarah Carradine about Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds. Plus we have a We Want to Be Famous halfway recorded because we had technical difficulties halfway through. Um, and we're coming out with another episode this week. Plus a two-part Dr. Amanda podcast and the long-awaited return of TikTok Nicole talking about Camp Rock 2, two years after we talked about the first one. Camp Rock. Yes. Um, plus also thing? a Grace podcast coming up soon. Um, uh, also, I have things coming up on the RHAP and the PSR network, but mm-hmm. I'll wait until later to announce those because none of them have recorded or close cool. to being recorded yet. But. Um, pop culture plug. Uh, anything Nicole Byer. Just anything Nicole Byer. That's my pop culture plug. I've been binge listening to Why Don't You Date Me? Will I Be Productive at times? Um, yeah. And also The Boys season three started. I really like The Boys. Yeah. Um, with all that said, Will, what are we talking about next week one more time? Next week, just passing through Candace's big day. Until next time, corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. What you doing today? I know, you know, what you doing? Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you...